Yo, yo, what's up? It's us. We're back again. Peachtree Devs. It's Mabel. It's Rick. We made it to the third episode. It's uh, kind of far. Yo, we're doing things. Yeah. And today is a very special episode. Sorry. We're a little late. We're a little late. We had a couple scheduling issues, but we have... I had a medical emergency. True. But I can see now. So You, you know, can see now. Good. Everything's good. So we have the most illustrious, most effervescent guest of all time. That means bubbly for those who don't know those words. But yeah. Hey, I'm Amina. Um, here with Peachtree Devs. I work at Lifeville. And I'm going to be the best guest you ever had. First guest. So she's setting the bar for the rest of you guys. It's pretty high, even though I'm a short person. It's true. All right, so she know. is short. We can confirm. For those listening to the podcast, you want to say like what, five three, five two, five, five yeah. foot, five foot, five foot, even. All right. One doctor said four eleven. We don't talk to that one anymore. We don't talk to them. We don't talk. To we them want anymore. that inch. Yo, right. unrelated, complete different tangent. Did y'all see that thing on Tinder where they have you verify your height? Oh, yeah. For guys? Really? Yeah, because I guess guys have been lying about their height to say they're six foot. That's happened to me, though. And I was like, no, it was like 5'8". And I was like, no, you're definitely 5'4". Like, I have an eye only for 5'8". Yeah. Like, like, either 5'8", taller or shorter. Was he wearing Tim's in his picture? Tim's will give you that. No, there was like no standing picture. There was like no reference. They just put that height on there. Okay. And so like, if you go on a date with one of these guys, you can like, as a, a, a date, you can be like, yo, they lied about their height or whatever. And like that shit will show up on your account now. Wow, that's cool though. So we can confirm though, I mean, I can't confirm her height, but we can confirm she's the most effervescent guest we've ever had. Yeah. We've ever had, maybe the best one yet. The I mean, best one forever. Who knows? May not be our first and last, uh, you know, guest follower. I feel like you guys are a parent telling your only child that you are your favorite right now. Well, you are our favorite right yeah, now. You know, for now. You know, for who sure. knows? Well, who knows? You might become a regular guest, though. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? All right. Nice to talk. Let's get started. Um, who are you? Um, I know that's a real, that's like a hard real question right there. <laughs> um, for most people, that probably would be. Um, but my background before I got into development was um, medicine. So I went to medical school. So I went on a bunch of interviews where all they would ask me is, so tell me about yourself. And I have to talk for 10 minutes straight and sell myself. Mm -hmm. So I have that like right off the top of my head. So you have like the elevator pitch, oh, yeah. your whole like, life story. It was like my old spiel was, hey, I'm Amina, I went to UVA, I graduated with a biology degree, took a year off where I was working um, as a nanny while also volunteering and um, volunteering. And now I'm over here, I'm trying to get into medical school. I like your program because you guys put community first, and that's really important to me because, you know, when I was in school, I used to do a lot of community service, and, you know, that, that spiel. Mm -hmm. I can rattle off like that. Like, I have my spiel for getting tech jobs, like, because coming from a non-traditional background, I'd be like, yo, you know, I used to be homeless three months ago, and I learned to code, and blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that, and just kind of run down your life story to make yourself be the best candidate. Yeah. To put forward. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so she is an ex-medical student then. Yeah, I was there for two years and then I exited in dramatic fashion. Dramatic. Okay. Can we go into how dramatic? Or? Well, I, I say dramatic fashion because like uh, I didn't enjoy my time there. Uh, me and administration didn't see eye to eye. Mm -hmm. And if we don't see eye to eye, um, it's not going to work out because, you know, power dynamics. We know how that works. So I woke up one morning. I was like, you know what? You don't actually have to be here. You can just leave. <laughs> and True. You know when you can't like you no longer have control over somebody and they, they don't care, you can't stop them. So I walk in there with no care and like, look guys, I'm leaving. And they're like, you're what? You need to sit down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, no, you guys literally can't tell me what to do. I'm a grown ass I'm, woman. I'm I'm not doing it. Yeah. So like one of those things. So like I have to slam a couple of doors. And All right. Hey. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Did you have like an air horn? Like, no. I was like, I say it's like slamming a door, but like usually I do it quietly, but. I let it close by itself. You know, I'm still respectful. Hey. Okay, okay, okay. But I didn't you know my ID. Okay. It was like, this, this big, it was like, I was being a little dramatic. I was like, eh. you're like, return your badge. And I was like, eh, you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> I kept my student ID when I dropped out of college and I used all the discounts for years. Yeah, mine was in that drawer over there somewhere in my room. Oh, bet. We gotta but use I, that. Yeah, actually, use mine for the Ferris wheel. Yo, you know Apple still gives you that 15% off? Really? Student. All you have to do is just put it in the EDU account. You can... 
fake those. But I dropped out of my school. You can still fake the EDU account. They um, send a <laughs> test email now. They send a test. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, it's like Melanator or something like that. Does Melanator do yeah, .edu's? I think use. Oh. Well, listeners, let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> We're spreading the wealth. Save you 15% on all your Apple products. <laughs> all right, so tell us about you know Webflow. We understand you work at Webflow, based out of San Francisco. You're 100% remote. I don't want to go too much detail, so I'll let you explain yeah. that one. So um, after I quit school, um, then the following day, I was like, girl, what did you just do? <laughs> go back. <laughs> but, can't go back. But then I was like, my exit was so like dramatic that I can't go back. <laughs> slam doors. Slam doors, all yeah. that stuff. So um, I was like, okay, what did you? What are you good at? What do you like? I like um, computers growing up. So um, my dad had got us uh, an old Microsoft computer back in '95. So we we were like one of the OGs that had a computer on the street. Yeah. And, um, and it was like basically she gave us the machine and no um, instructions. She had to figure that stuff out. So I used to like always play around. I had to like do a little hacking around there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I learned how to um, put the modem together, troubleshoot, you know, all that Fix stuff. Fix the printer for your parents. Fix the printer and all that stuff. Install a DSL. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know, I, I dabbled in the MySpace um, what is it, designs back in the day too? So Yo, people yeah. tripped, but you could do CSS and yes, MySpace. I did, I did. Yeah. That was like the first form of programming I've ever done was MySpace. Yeah. Either I stole stuff other people had, just made minor altercations. But yeah, that was the first lessons of programming. I'm a little bit older, so I was back in the GeoCities days, but you know, I had my fan Dragon Ball Z site with all the GIFs, all the wallpapers that I stole from other GeoCities sites. Mm-hmm. Had a little Sailor Moon and a a Gundam Wing subpage for all my old, old school Toonami nerds out there. Okay, okay. nice little shout out. Yeah. So, um, I like computers. I was good at it somewhat from the time that I was um, playing with it when I was younger. Also, I knew that coding um, software was a booming field. Mm-hmm. There was jobs. So, you know, I, from medicine to tech, I like job security. Okay. Really big for me. Um, so I did that. So, um, I looked into, I didn't want to go back to school again because, you know, I have trust issues now with um, academic institutions. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me try this boot camp thing. Everyone was like, I don't know, it's a boot camp. It's like Trump University. Is it a like, scam? Yeah. Trump My University. mom thought mine was a scam too. Um, but I went to mine back in 2013 when they were kind of new in general. So I get why my mom thought it was a scam. She was like, there's no way you're going to make six figures after three months. Everybody would do this. And I'm like, Bet mom, but I was like, oh, I'm homeless already. So you probably saw that commercial, you know, those old community college commercials, like, hey, you're sitting on the couch, you could be getting up, you're in pajamas right now, you might as well be in school. The Everest University yeah, ad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no disrespect to any of you guys that are Everest grads, if any of you guys are, but yo, shout outs to them. They had a little Romeo on the ad. They did? Yeah. It must have been. ICC College? Oh, it was ICC. It wasn't. Oh, just, but yeah. Uh, I ICC. Remember the, the I'm so ICC or something oh, like that. Damn. Yeah, Dang. yeah. So they got money. They got little Romeo money. Junior Miller. And that's a lot of money, cause like yo, Master P. Yeah, I was said, you know, Junior Miller. And no, <laughs> Master P is living every hood dream. He really is. Rapper. Basketball player. Basketball player. He did play in the NBA. He, he played, played in the NBA. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yo. I'm saying, like, yeah, he's living. Yeah. He's living the hood dream. He is. TV show. TV show. Oh, Nickelodeon at that. Family man takes care of his kids. Yeah. But all right. Um, all right. So um, I had a bunch of free time and determination to make it seem like I didn't make a bad, uh, bad choice. Mm-hmm. So I found some. So it was spite. You were like, I don't want to look like a fool in front of these people. I'm about to just. Well, also I had to face my parents. Uh, my oh. parents are African. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to come with a full plan to them. Because like, I also had to be like, hey, I'm broke. I'm moving back to your house. Can you leave the door open? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My parents weren't cool with that. I actually just slept on homeboys couches because they were like, yeah, no. Um, but I yeah. feel you like on that sense like immigrant parents in yeah. general are just like Luckily I have really nice parents so they were just like okay but we're gonna like nag you the whole time So um, I found some scholarship um, online through it was, uh, Van Jones has a um, a scholarship mm-hmm. and the name is escaping me no, that's, right now. I mean, but, if we think of it later. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of bad. They pay for me. Oh, no, school. definitely. And then, like, once we remember, you know, we'll put the link in the description or whatever. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I um, 
apply to that because it's a scholarship to help diversify um, technology. So they're looking for young people, they're looking for women, they're looking for people of color, and I was like, three was out it, of three, boom, boom. Was it a Yes We Code? <laughs> yes We Code, that's okay. the one I did. Yes We Code. So okay. I applied to that, um, and I was able to get it, and I was supposed to go to um, the Iron Yard, which we all know does not exist anymore. Okay. My coworker went there. I had it all set up. I was gonna go back to Dallas where my parents are, um, commute and do all that stuff. And I had uh, finessed a last second job at Georgia Tech, uh, working for Duke, and I taught anatomy, Ooh. which is uh, ironic. <laughs> coming, coming from the med background. Yeah. Coming from the med background and coming from my professor saying that I was like a terrible anatomy student, and I had my students um, saying, wow, you're the best teacher I've ever had in my life. Teaching so, at a good school. Yeah. Um, and you know, they gave me housing and food, so mm -hmm. you know I'm grateful to Duke. Um, so I did that. Shout out to Zion. Shout out to Zion. Okay. So <laughs> in the middle of the program, I got a call, no, an email saying the Iron Yard doesn't exist anymore. And I'm just like, are you serious? I blew my whole life up. I put it together in a week, and now you're telling me that my future doesn't exist? Woo. Um, I panic city. Like. Yeah, scary. Yeah. yeah, I had to do a hustle. I had to call up some other coding schools that I talked to, mm -hmm. and I was able to get the um, to get the um, scholarship transferred, and I saved them money. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was cheaper. Nice. So I ended up going to um, Dev Mountain, and they had like uh, on-campus housing too, so I was able to like stay there, and I had to go back and forth, mm -hmm. and it was pretty cool. You know, I learned React, um, Node, all the basics. I think I follow them on Instagram and they follow me. They seem to have like, like I think I remember seeing something about they do provide housing and things that a lot yeah. of boot camps don't. That's pretty awesome though. I think I never knew. Like, it was nice housing. Awesome. I think it's like them and then I think Lambda School yeah. even gives you a stipend now. Yeah, that's... And you don't have to pay them until you get a job. Until you graduate? Which I think a lot of the boot camps are doing now is yeah. like, not when you graduate, but like when you get a job. Okay. And it's proportional to your income. Okay. Yeah. So, like, they have skin in the game. They want to make sure they teach you and support you because that's how they make their money. Mm -hmm. I think that's the future of higher education. Oh, yeah, I it's definitely. It's going to crash soon. Yeah, oh, that's the is. next bubble, in my opinion. Like, how kind of housing crashed and everything. Like, this, it's unsustainable. Yeah, that's why you got Republicans trying to, you know, add new laws to automatically take, well, your employers know about your loan balances and they directly pay those loan balances. But that shit's not going to get passed. But, yeah, yeah. Fuck politics, so we're back to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, uh, it was like a full-time um, boot camp. I was there for about 12 weeks or more. I don't remember. Um, I finished in November, so like right before Thanksgiving. So you have Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is like the worst time to be looking for a new job. Because yep. mm -hmm. everyone's on vacation, cashing in that PTO. It doesn't roll over, so I'm just like, oh. Nobody wants right. to interview, yeah. No one wants to interview. I'm also an entry-level person, and that's already... Um, hard trying to get that first job. So you felt down. I'm coming in from the boot camp. Yeah. yeah, I was like pretty down. I was like, I know what did you do? You you blew up your life, and now it's six months ago. And you know, school is what you know. You you're a good student. It was comfortable, and I'm trying something different. And I was like, I don't know, it's gonna work out. So I had gone on Twitter, and I was like, man, this job hunt has been so discouraging. I'm like, I'm actually looking at jobs in healthcare, and was thinking about going back to school and all that stuff. That's where I had the credits. And um, I had met Ryan Florence, who does um, React Router. That's how I started following you, I think. I think he tweeted your thing out, and yeah. I thought I was reading it or something, and I was like, all right, let me follow her. I met, him at a, <laughs> I met him at a meetup, um, when I didn't, I didn't even know he was like, Ryan Florence, a big deal in yeah. the React community. We were just talking about some random stuff. I think he was talking about a trip where he went abroad, and he mm -hmm. like, had gotten some little trouble while he was abroad. And I was like, okay, um, cool. And then they were like, and a main speaker, Ryan, is coming up. And the guy that I'm talking to this gets up. I'm like, whoa, I didn't know. So um, we had exchanged Twitter um, handles. So he saw that tweet, and then when he retweeted it, it blew up. And that's how I got into contact with Webflow. They sent me a reply saying, hey, check us out. I was like, okay, cool. I went on their website, and I was like, wow, I wish I knew that you guys uh, a month ago when I was making my portfolio because HTML and CSS, the panda behind. Yeah. I can't even do the JavaScript like crazy stuff. I'm just like, stay in your lane, Amina. <laughs> 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 so I, I thought it was a pretty cool product and I ended up chatting with um, Vlad, the CEO, which I didn't even know was the CEO. I just thought he was like the recruiting guy. I was mm -hmm. like, no, I'm talking with head honcho on the first day. 
casually about, oh, you got immigrant parents? I got immigrant parents. <laughs> Let's talk about the things they do sometimes. Yeah. 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 So we like hit it off. It was so casual. And at the end of it, he's like, yeah, so this is what it's like to work at Webflow. I'm like, whoa. I just thought you were just here just like to, you know, help me out through this hard time. I didn't know it was like a job thing. And I just so that was like your first interview, basically. Yeah. Then I talked to some other people at the company and then I did a, a coding challenge. And then about a month later, I got an offer. Um, and the real cool thing about it was um, they didn't um, um, really have a position for entry level fresh out of um, the boot camp. Mm-hmm. So they created the position and I was, like, I was an experiment. Oh, so nice. you were, yeah. they determined that you were a good fit for the company culturally and you culturally, knew how to program. And that's the main thing that like, yeah. I've done some hiring in the past and like, that's generally what I look for is like, are you, I don't care if you know everything I want, want you to know, as long as you're teachable and you're not a dick. That's a nice throwback to our second episode. Oh, we did talk about yeah, that. Yeah, don't be an asshole. That was the- don't be an asshole, yeah. yeah, yeah but like, yeah, basically <laughs> you meshed well with the team and they saw that you were intelligent and you were teachable. Yeah. And they were just like, they found a spot for you yes. that didn't exist. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna try this out. It's just gonna be like a six month thing. At the end of six months, like, we'll give you offer or at least you have some experience. You get paid the whole time. So was it like it's an like internship or was it like a straight up position? It was like, a apprenticeship. Um, so it was similar to like a contract to hire? No, but I was an employee under them. I okay. had benefits and everything. You had benefits oh, nice. day one? Yeah. Bad. So it was um, pretty cool. And at the end of six months, they were like, wow, you were great, this and that, full offer. So, and they were like, we liked you so much that we're going to keep that position because we weren't really sure like how the apprenticeship would work out. So because, you know, I set a good example. So now they're constantly having yeah, that have, apprentice. Yeah, we, we have apprentices now. Nice. So you started, you started a new revolution. No, but yeah, there was someone before me. There was like, they hired someone from a boot camp. They were like, I don't know about that. And this guy is like coding genius. He's killing so it So he had opened the door for boot camp grads. And okay. now I'm opening the door for, you know, fresh out of, you know, brand new to programming things. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully yeah. that tradition can continue. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's so, cool. And Webflow is based out of what, San Francisco, right? Yeah. But you're here in Atlanta. Because, I mean, of course you're here because you're interviewing I was in Texas first, okay. um, and that's where um, you're like, yeah, you can move to um, San Francisco, or you, it's a remote position. You don't have to move. You can just stay where you are. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. That's neat. And I was like, yeah, a lot of people travel. I was like, that's something that I always want to travel more, so I like the opportunity the job presented. So I was like, okay, let me do it. I can save up some money, stay with my parents, and that kind of stuff, and it was all cool. So have you worked remotely before, or was this your first remote job? No, uh, I've been a full-time student since, you know, kindergarten. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the only remote experience I've had was, uh, I had, um, I did an online class in college mm-hmm. while I was in, uh, actually in college, in college yeah. just because uh, it was a finesse. Um, and then I also had a microbiology class that was flipped classroom. So mm-hmm. all of the lectures were online and we just kind of showed up for tests. Okay. So that's like the closest I've got to that. And I was like, that was my ideal thing. I don't like being in the classroom. When I had my schedule kind of freed out, I can do things in the day. At your own I pace. shifted everything to the nighttime. Turns out I'm most productive between 9 p.m. and 2 a.m. because nothing's happening. That's true. Yeah. Like you actually get silenced to actually just do whatever you Nobody want. Nobody will talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Those are actually my, my best productive hours of coding. Yeah. No, for some, sure. Like, I used to, um, back when we used to consult, almost all my work, like productive work, was at nighttime as well. And like daytime was just handling meetings because that's just other hours yeah. that other people work. Yeah. Or you just sleep in. Yeah. So kind of going back to like your remote work, so do you does Webflow have like a process in how they do it? Is it loosely based? Like you guys just kind of have tasks and you do them whenever or do you have like stand-ups and meetings that you have to attend? Um, I have meetings I have to attend. So we have um, like teams. Mm-hmm. I work on the collaboration team so we do everything that um, people collaborate. Okay. I wish I could explain it better, but it's literally what we do. All right. <laughs> hey, straightforward. Yeah. Did you just like share something with somebody? That's us. Yeah, <laughs> I did that. Yeah, share I button. Yeah. So how often do you go to the offices in San Fran? We can go up to four times a year, a okay. quarterly visit. You don't have to go. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, if you want to go, come. If you don't want to, no one's going to fault you. It's like a really like this or that. Yeah. And there's like no preference type of thing. So it's really cool. I like the one in San Francisco. Okay. I think I like the city, but then I don't like how much the city costs. So <laughs> <laughs> Another reason why I moved back to the A, but yeah. So the quarterly visits get my, my fix in. Mm-hmm. So no. I'm actually going to be there next week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, so yeah, um, so being that you're, you're here in Atlanta, do you know much about the culture out there in San Francisco when you're out there? Um, I mean, I, I guess I have like a small taste of it mm-hmm. during my week. 
I know, I know all about tech bros. <laughs> yeah, they are um, everywhere. They're everywhere, uh, but not at Webflow. Not at Webflow. Yeah, we don't okay. have a lot of tech bros. Okay. Oh, <laughs> and also, guys, like guys, as in the listeners, we are not sponsored by Webflow in any capacity. This is actually just a dope company she works at. Yes. So, like, yeah, we're not. I mean, they sure. sponsor me. They sponsor her and her <laughs> yeah. lifestyle. We are in free shit, so we aren't sponsored. But uh, yo, Webflow, cut the check. <laughs> oh yeah, you're, you're, oh yeah. Oh, we'll talk more about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely cut the check workflow. Yeah. So um, yeah, whenever I go there, I kind of see the glimpses of you know. I knew about the jerks on the scooters before they came to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I was, so you saw it beforehand. Well, no, I, I went there. I was like, oh, these scooters are cool. And She's then my coworker was like, no, they're not. They're a menace to society. And I was like, you see those scooters? Twenty percent of them end up in the bay every day. And I was like, whoa. And he like broke down all these numbers. So I was like. I was hip to everybody hates them before everybody hated them. She's on her tech hipster hater shit. I, I respect yeah. it. I respect it. I see. As someone who stayed in the Bay and left, like, I work in tech. I love what tech provides me for my lifestyle and just my livelihood. But I also hate tech culture, like tech bros specifically, and just mm-hmm. that whole idea of just VC. I mean, you know, shout outs to VCs, pay me. But, <laughs> you know, like the whole VC funded culture of just, Hey, let's just do this because we can. Like, there's a lot of downsides to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not bitter at all that no company <laughs> didn't invest in our startup the second time, but you mm-hmm. know, that's. Some... Oh yeah, I went through those same issues. <laughs> with my startup last year, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Um, so how do you like the diversity and culture out here in Atlanta versus like the tech bro world of San Fran? But that being said, you're from here though, yeah. so you're kind of used to the culture here. And then going out there, is it like? uncomfortable for you because it was for me when i moved there i was like different it's a different okay so um i I tweeted about a couple of times and some of my coworkers saw and they had comments i went to a coffee shop to work out of kind of just to get out of my apartment Mm -hmm. because you know if you let me stay there all day i will do it (laughs) um so i went to a coffee shop and i turned like left and right and everyone in the coffee shop is black and it's just like this wasn't like in a um oh it's like a black coffee shop a random coffee shop you know, you could just get a people. random Starbucks. Yeah. Thing. yeah, no, it was like a, it was like a brand new one. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to know about to know about it. It was like a bunch of black people on computers working, drinking chai. They don't even say chai tea because they know that they know it's an illiterate. <laughs> it's just tea tea. Yeah, chai yeah. just means tea. So when people say I want a chai tea, it's like, all right, cool. You want the tea tea, like. Yeah. All right. So like sitting there, like <laughs> doing like regular things, and I realized that it's not the norm. Like I was driving on the street one day, and then a cyclist came around. Like, man, no one likes cyclists, but the whole cyclist group was a bunch of black people. Yeah. And I was like, man, why people do regular things in Atlanta? And I don't even like notice it because I'm just so used to seeing it. And it's whenever I leave and then come back, I'm just like, oh, this it's is not the like, norm. Yeah. 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 Like I remember when I lived in the Bay, I lived in Oakland, and I literally had like. Coworkers be like, hey man, aren't you scared to live in Oakland? I'd be like, what are you talking about? They'd be like, isn't it a little dark there? I'm like, oh man, the Bay Area is a pretty sunny a area. Dark. I didn't even get it, right? Just casual racism, right? I'd be like, no nah, man, like I live off Lake Merritt. It doesn't get foggy or anything like it does the west coast of San Francisco. I was like, oh, it's foggy there. Mm-hmm. And it didn't dawn on me. And I'm just like, yo, y'all are talking about black people. Like, that shit's wild to me. I'm like, like oh, I'm like, bro, I'm from Atlanta. It's so dark. Oh, it's Cali. What are you talking about? The sun's always out. Right. So I had mentioned that tweet, and then two of my coworkers were like, hey, can you bring like them over to San Francisco? And I was like, tough sell. Can y'all uh, pay them? <laughs> no, so like, it's just like a lot of small things like that. I hate to use the term microaggressions, mm-hmm. right? That's what people, but like, it was pretty common working in tech. Like, even though there's a bunch of Indian kids in tech, not as much as you would think there were in San Francisco. Like, I'd go to like tech mixers and I'd be the only dude that's like not white there, and everyone would just stare at me. And I'm like, damn, dude, like, do I have something on me? So I felt like, the same way. We did like a project last year in Redwood City. Mm-hmm. It was like the whole week I was like the only black dude there, and it was funny. Like, the CEO would make comments like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm not dark enough to wear an all white suit," you know, and said, "Oh hey, Rick, you probably look good in that thing," and I'm like. <laughs> What? I'm like, look, you man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the culture out there is completely like three, like 180 degree difference than it is out here. It's not a bad thing. It's just different. There's two different cultures, two different sides of the nation, actually. I mean, 
literally the southeast yeah. to the northwest, yeah. right? So, so yeah. I, I would also say I have a different experience when I go to San Francisco because I'm in uh, Deaf Color, the organization for black software engineers. Mm -hmm. So like whenever I'm in town, I'm like visiting other members. You're I'm linking like, up. I'm like, this is the norm. They're like, no, no, mm -hmm. we don't all stand in one place all the time. <laughs> Yo, people might get worried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all stand in the same place at one time. Okay. Um, speaking of culture, man, let's take a break for tech. Let's talk more about this Old Town Road, man. You know how the country billboards doesn't want Old Town Road to be on the No, top it's back on there. It is? It's back no, on there since before the remix. Before or after Billy Ray? The remix. Okay, so Billy Ray had to put that shit on the map. Yo, he had to let him know. Yeah. I mean, this, the song's about some cowboy-ass shit, though. Like The shit started from Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> That's all it was. A YouTube video highlighted Red Dead Redemption. The shit was awesome because, you know, Arthur Morgan's in the game. But yeah, and then shit blew up out of nowhere. My friend said the song was um, also based on him going down to Old Town Road because he had jumped out of school and got kicked out. Yep. And he was like, I feel like a lone cowboy. Yep. Like, I'm I heard Red that too. Dead Redemption. You're right there, Redemption? Yeah. 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 And then he did uh, he did a show at the Hawks game like two weeks ago. And ever since then, that shit blew up Twitter like crazy. It's, um, and he just took off from there. The, so that and the remix are number one and two globally on Apple Music right now. Oh, so. Wow. That's funny. Because like, from what I've read, articles I've read, like country radio station used to have to like the actual audio from YouTube in order to play it on your station. So, funny thing about country music, I learned about this recently, there's a lot of inner country music versus country music beef. Like, the Texas scene doesn't fuck with the Nashville scene, and, like, there's a whole lot of contention over what here. Where the fuck you do this? I did my research, okay. damn it. <laughs> I believe it. Like, because Nashville runs this stuff, like, yeah, country yeah, yeah, music. Yeah. But Texas is their own country. I mean, yo, Texas is on that outlaw country. You have, you have like the Midwest too, like Wyoming, Colorado, all that space too as well. And you got Montana too? Yeah. 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 yeah I, I always forget. Mon See, like, when I think of Montana, I think of Tony Montana and then oh, okay. I just... Yeah. I mean, that's like saying South Dakota. What's in South Dakota? Exactly. Mount Rushmore? Which, is that South or North? It's South. Oh. Okay, the only reason I know that is because I was watching... An Adam's ruined everything on, <laughs> on taxes. Okay, that's good. And that's the one good. that immediately played after it was about monuments. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I only know it because I heard it this morning. <laughs> North Dakota has a tech scene in uh, Fargo. I went to call my college roommate moved out there for a job. So, mm. so a lot of um, jobs in drilling sulfur. Sulfur? Yeah. That sucks. I thought I was allergic to sulfur when I was like three, four. I don't know if I am now. But yeah. Went don't back. test it. I'm back. Test it. Don't test it, man. How would I move my limitations? No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the song would have been number one if the whole Billboard thing didn't happen? I think... I think it became number one even more with that bad press of the Billboards. Yeah. I would say that if we don't care about Billboard and like what these old school charts are saying, I think the streaming numbers were already there. Yeah. That being said, it definitely helped it. Like mm. Now regular people know about it, not just like rap fans and deep internet nerds as I am, I mean. I, mean, I saw it on the charts, but I didn't click it until Billboard dropped them. And I was like, all right, I'm like, wait, that's a good song. And then when the remix came out, I was like, I'm just gonna put it on repeat to get his streams up. Yeah, no, and like, <laughs> nice. also, fun fact, um, this, so Nine Inch Nails, the industrial alternative, whatever genre you would call them, alt rock or whatever, mm -hmm. Trent Reznor and stuff. So this old, old Town Road sampled some of their music. And they're like, you know, they're a legendary band, like Nine Inch Nails or whatever. I don't really know much of their music personally, but like apparently a lot of people know them. And so this was their first number one hit because of the sample. Never. So now you got like this rock band that did like, that has credits for producing. Mm -hmm. You got this rapper from Atlanta and you got Billy Ray out here. All Joining forces track. like Voltron in this yeah, bit. Yeah, combining cultures. I mean, yeah. that's what I like most about the actual song itself because it combines the hip-hop and then the country. Uh, which, my theory is, country music is fucking slow rap. But all they do is talk about their truck, their dog, or beer. That's it. So, my, my Bugatti, my loon. And my chain. And my chain. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's always been... One, but in a way, our cultures, our subcultures, separate the two. No, it's like, um, I have older cousins that are like hip-hop purists, and they're like, no, nah, man, nobody's rapping about stuff anymore, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. And I'm just like, bro, 
All you need to know about this trap music is I'm hitting licks and I'm flipping bricks. Yes. <laughs> you don't need to know the details. Nothing else. That's it. And you, you don't have to do it. What is it? Future doesn't even drink lean. No. No, no. He, does. he doesn't do any drugs. But he raps about drugs. And other people li- listen to this shit. He sounds he's like he's on. really depressed on these drugs, though. Yeah. Which I appreciate because, you know, I used to listen to a lot of emo music in high school. So it's a natural progression. Oh, so I didn't know that about you. Hey man, you ever um, been in a room when Old Town Road first plays? Like for someone's first time hearing it? I was no. at Sweet Auburn um, Seafood, and a friend of a friend was DJing, and then we're just like, let's play Old Town Road, play the remix, play the remix, and he plays it. You hear that? Dum, dum. And everybody, but the waiter was like, what in the world is this DJ doing? And the, everybody and just everyone was everyone looking like this. The people uh-huh. who knew were just like, all right. So when that beat dropped, they're like, oh! I played it for my coworkers actually this week and none of them are really rap fans or country fans but they fall in love with the song immediately mm-hmm. and it's one of the few songs we just play out loud while we're coding so you horses know horses in the butt horses in the back um, so in other news let's talk Nipsey Hussle I mean everyone well everyone who is aware or has social media because it's just been all over social media that Nipsey Hussle recently passed away, RIP, uh, fucked up how things went down. But the thing he implemented in Crenshaw, and he wanted to expand to like places like Atlanta, Baltimore, D.C., was a STEM program. Oh yeah, so I guess a little bit more background for people that don't know, Nipsey Hussle was a rapper from uh, Southern California, the L.A. Crenshaw area, mm-hmm. and he invested a lot in the community, uh, specifically in STEM programs. He actually made a a co-working space in Crenshaw, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And as well as like, so he's, he's always been entrepreneurial. He has like a clothing line and whatnot. And a cool thing he does tech related is he has artificial reality baked into his clothing. So if you go into his store and you download his app and you scan his clothes, like you get music videos and kind of exclusive content that he was doing that a lot of people don't know. So yeah. he's or been on this tech way for a while now. And I'm paying like what, $67 for a Nike hoodie. He doesn't do shit. Yo. <laughs> Yo, and Marathon, what a good brand. Yeah. The Marathon continues. Yeah, the Marathon, the Marathon does continue. I was thought the name wasn't taken. Right. Well, actually, there's a, no, it's called the Cathalon. There's a, a brand in France that does sports clothing. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a gas station Marathon, but they're not really popular. Name popping like a QT. Oh. QT, cut the check. QT. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's tragic what happened to him, but... But, I mean, the STEM programs are actually still going on. Oh, so yeah. his idea, his vision was to bring Silicon Valley to inner city areas. Oh, to- and also kind of in that vein that like his programs are still going, he owned all his masters. So if you stream his music, all that money directly supports his family, 100% of that. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't like his music, run up and stream numbers, support a guy doing good for the community. Turn the volume down if you don't like it. Yeah. Put it on repeat. Man. Yeah, support the tech scene, helping out these, you know, inner city kids learn about technology and, you know, finding a way out. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking forward to um, seeing how his business has pan- um, panned out. I didn't really listen to his music much, but I knew about him as, like, um, entrepreneur. Um, entrepreneur going back to where he grew up and trying to build it up. Mm-hmm. And that was even controversial with other rappers that were like, I don't know about going back, but I wanted to see what his plan was because he's also buying condos. He was like flipping whole shopping centers. He was, yeah, buying like strip malls and like yeah. renting them out and stuff. So, I mean, it's still ongoing. I want to see how it goes. Um, I just hope that the what he has left um, is as good as what he had going on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I don't hope it's like a Steve Jobs, Tim Cook thing where it's like, it's all right, but you know, you need Steve. Hey, but I love Tim Cook. Bro. No, I love Tim. <laughs> Tim's not Steve. No, that's true. That's true. That's fair. Tim is a numbers guy. And he did what Steve could never do. Yes. Yeah. Make Apple the biggest company in the world. Yeah. And then the same way, like, Steve was Steve. Everybody knows about the legend of Steve. So yeah. Steve would have had Apple TV Plus about four years ago. Yeah, he pushed innovation. Tim pushed numbers. Hey, That's man. all it came down to. Yeah. I'm not mad at him. A lot of people are mad at him. A lot of people are profiting off of that, too. Hey. <laughs> hey, the last thing that Steve did was that blue text versus green text. Oh, the uh, the iPhone text racism? Yes. <laughs> that being said, Rick is an Android user I'm, over here. I'm a green bubble over here, people. I just saw when you sent me that text. Oh, wow. Wow. See, like, every, so whenever we're... Whenever <laughs> we're racism. 
Whenever we're trying to schedule these episodes, I'm always texting Rick, and it never tells me if it's delivered or if we read them or anything. And I'm just like, you know, I want people to know when you I've, I've read your shit. I let people know on purpose that I read their shit and I'm not responding. You gotta let them know. You gotta leave them on red sometimes. Oh, kids go the same thing. It's active aggression. Yeah. It's not passive. So it's like I read your shit, but it's like. Mm. I'm not responding. I'll respond later. Oh. I'm busy, you know? And I bet sometimes you text them, he'd be like, oh, I didn't have service. Doesn't matter what I message. True. And I can see you message my computer if it's that much bad. If you want blue bubbles that bad. See, but how are you on a... Well, I mean, I know, because, like, you're a web developer. No, yeah, you're yeah, a yeah. web Use MacBooks. Yeah. That being said, you don't have to use a MacBook. Use whatever you want. All you mm-hmm. need is an internet connection, really. And you so really don't even need to. Linux machines. I mean, Windows is up in their game now. They have a Linux distro built in now. Yeah. yeah. So you could put in some work. Okay. Or you can not put in work and just get the Apple computer. <laughs> true. It Very is a true. flex. It is it a is flex. flex. Very true. Very true. Um, and it's kind of weird because like, apparently there's like an anti-Apple movement going on with techies now. Really? Like, yeah, they're like, oh, I hate the keyboard. And I get it, like, sure, hardware. No, I-, I had the, my e stick for a couple of days. That was rough. When people are like, oh, no, it's Apple's trash and this and that. And I'm just like... Coming from nowhere and seeing like Apple, like Apple was like our Ferrari, being like a broke nerd. You're like, yo, I got the MacBook. I'm out here. Oh, yeah, you shit. Or you got robbed. Yeah, it's like in a college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have one in college. <laughs> um, let's jump back into because I want to hear more about you know I'm gonna compare and contrast. You've done on-site job. You strictly done. 100% remote. remote yeah. So it's like, I want to compare and contrast. I'm not shitting on either or. Even I've, done, like I've done remote consulting, but never a full-time gig that was 100% remote. Personally, I think I would love it way more. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my unproductivity, I would say unproductivity, is that a word? It is now, I don't care. Yeah. Comes from being on site. Like, you know, people walk by your desk, they start chatting with you, or like maybe somebody schedules a meeting at a weird hour and you're like in the flow of things and that breaks up your, your kind of yeah stop everything you're doing and then it's like after the meeting it's like cool well you know i got an hour till lunch so i'm not going to get anything done there mm-hmm. and then after lunch you have like another meeting in an hour so like you don't get that like undisturbed uninterrupted kind of block to just knock out code kind of how you mentioned like your best code sometimes comes at night because nobody's going to bother you my biggest uh, recent breakthrough was um I've been working on this thing, it's been challenging. I was like, okay, work's done, close your computer, go hang out, and I was like, watch some TV, went to the gym, came back, opened my computer up to watch Netflix, but I saw like my work thing at the corner, I was like, all right, two minutes, three hours later, solved the problem, but I'm also like, dang, you're not supposed to be working late. You're overworking, they, yeah. They, they catch, um, well, yeah, overworking. Um, but my company is really strict about like, don't do that. Yeah, we were kind of chatting before we started um, the episode how a lot of companies will have unlimited PTO and a lot of people just don't take any. So yeah. you mentioned that Webflow inf- not really enforces, but they incentivize you to take vacations. Yeah, they want to take our, our time off. Um, I wouldn't want to say force, but it's like if it's been like a year you haven't taken any vacations, you might get like a meeting with your manager and be like, hey, can you just go on vacation? <laughs> You don't have to go nowhere. Just don't show up to work for a week. Just a staycation, stay wow. at home, chill, like, watch we, Netflix. Yeah. We don't want you to burn out. We just we want you to be happy. We want to have home life balance. And it's not like them just like um, lip service them saying it. Even like our CEO, he goes on vacation every summer uh, for like two weeks with his kids, and he doesn't take any work with him, mm-hmm. and he won't respond to nothing. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if he can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, no, like, burnout is a real thing. I remember having a coworker at a first startup that really burned out, and it wasn't fun for anybody, all parties involved. And that's something you really got to look at. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, I remember going through my, like, when I was first freelancing and stuff like that, I would work during the day, go home, write code, shit like that, and I rarely took vacation around that time. If I was trying to build my own startup, as well as the pay. So, I felt the effects of burning out. That shit sucks. Yeah. So it's like you're irritable, you know, with your coworkers or even your teammates because the whole time you're like, fuck, I'm half asleep. I got to do all this extra shit in order for us to do things. Your so. brain just doesn't function as well yeah. either, right? Like, yeah. So, but it's, I, I've noticed that like around other major companies, not just here in Atlanta, but they're actually pushing for more work-life balance now. Yeah. Because like back in the day, probably like 20 years ago, it was like, get this shit done. You're not going home until it's done. 
but that was like the standard norm. And yeah. Like no one took vacations. No one's every, all the developed sweaty developers sat in one room and just wrote code until their fingers fell off. I think it was a conversation. I forgot with who, but they mentioned that at their company, somebody had been there for fifteen years, and they were most excited about earning a fourth week of paid vacation. I told you that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought. About it. I mean, I I didn't want to make it hot. That's why I said somebody <laughs> told me I didn't want to make it hot. <laughs> Wow. Meanwhile, I'm over here, you know, I'm a month into my job and they're like, yo, check it. You get over a month paid vacation whenever, as long as we don't have any crazy projects or anything, do take it off. Just give us some notice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've also done some like remote work when I was working on Starf last year to where like I'll be in Columbia writing code during the day. Everyone's like still hungover from the night before, but I'm like, all right, y'all, let me know when you're up in like three hours, four hours. And then just go out and have fun after that. But I see the, the benefits and drawbacks from both. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you're 100% remote. You don't actually see your coworkers. Yeah. So you don't interact with them. And sometimes that can lead to like, I don't know about you, but like being in a house by yourself, and you're just coding all day. It's like, damn, I haven't seen any humans today. That actually, I <laughs> that to that to a before, lot. Too. Yeah. Um, I, luckily, my apartment building, they opened a coffee shop right outside of it. Okay. So I've been going there at least once a week to work out of there. They know my name. Um, shout out to Cultivate. <laughs> I'm have to check it out. Cultivate. Cultivate. Yeah, off of Hollow Mill. Um, oh, okay, bet. Yeah. Down the street. Yeah. So I, I work out of there. I've been looking at co-working spaces too, just to be around people. I, I don't even want to talk to you. I just want like the person next to me. So I hear a noise. I can be like, you hear that? Yeah. You know that like, that look you give somebody? Yeah. It's like, yeah. What the hell? That was something <laughs> that. No, it's definitely something that I ran into while I was doing like um, remote consulting, like. I'd, I'd spend like a week without like doing anything mm-hmm. like not work related and then it's like wait like I haven't interacted with a human being outside of text in like the longest time yeah. it's definitely like grating like yeah. it grates on you at least because I'm a social person I like people but I also hate being it's like it's, it's when you realize it like oh it's been four days and you haven't you know like talked to anybody you need yeah. to get out yeah and I was on my tech scumbag stuff where I would just use Postmates to get all my food delivered oh, so or really instant cart. Yeah, I, yeah. I, just didn't, I just did not go outside for like a week straight. Yeah, Luckily was, they have places like that. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of The Garage. Um, I have. Monday night? No, no. Oh. There's a place called The Garage where it's like other developers will meet up. Not even just developers. They would just meet up in like a co-working space. It's a cool little like vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Like they have a big ass stage so like we can do like app releases and book releases and stuff like that. But it's pretty cool. It's pretty so cool. what it's you're saying cool. is we should do a live episode there. Yeah, at the garage. Uh, I'm going to tweet them after this. No, I'm going to tweet them. already tweeted Tech Square Labs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. I'm in a meetup group for um, Atlanta ladies work remote. So a bunch of ladies that work remote. That's super specific. Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you got to do things these days. <laughs> you got to find your niche, right? Well, yeah. they're, uh, well that's the Atlanta. they're called ladies work remote and they have a DC branch and then when one person moved from DC to Atlanta they started an Atlanta branch okay. so they hope to go like as remote becomes more popular be like in every major city so I go um, they meet up at different coffee shops or co-working places um, once or twice a week so I, I work with them so like we chat for 30 minutes and then we just work, work? Yeah. yeah that's cool that's really cool yeah so that's it's like a support group but, yeah. you, but not just to support, like you actually just go and just do your work too. So one of the cool things we're doing is because we're ladies that work remote, is we're going to a remote workers conference in October in Cancun. Ooh. And it's really cool. You're like, oh, we're going to Cancun. But it was, everyone kind of knows that you don't have to take off. We can just go. And that's one of the benefits. But the benefits, yeah. As long as you're working, yeah. You can travel anywhere. Awesome. Yeah, I have um, my same uh, coworker that I mentioned that burned out. He actually... Um, well, after that startup field, he went full-time consultant, and he doesn't live anywhere. Mm-hmm. He just has all his mail go to his parents, and he just travels the world in codes. Like, I think he's in, um, I think he's in Colombia right now. Mm-hmm. He just got back from Chiang Mai in Thailand. Thailand. That's, like, a pretty common place I think a lot of people go to. They have really good internet. Mm-hmm. They have good in internet? Yeah. That's, like, a big thing, like, because, like, tourism is, like, a lot of their income, and yeah. a lot of, like, they call them digital nomads. Yeah. People that work in tech. Are like I'm proud to be one of them. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. We talked about that when we met up. So hey, maybe I'll I'll ask him for some suggestions or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to try it out next month. Um, going to Guatemala. Ooh. It's like one week of um, vacation, one week of work to see 
if I have it in me, mm -hmm. and based on how those two weeks go, I might be pulling the full trigger on it. Oh, no. Scary. Exciting, though. Super yeah, scary. yeah, yeah. Worst case scenario, you don't have your apartment anymore, and you go live somewhere else and still work remote? Yes. So That's a really good worst case scenario. That's a great worst case scenario. And they get all the money back from rent? Terrible that's kind of like... Yeah, because you want to a lower cost of living, too, as well. Yeah. So, yeah. That's definitely something, like, I thought about, like, that really transformed my life working in tech was, what's the worst case scenario if I lose this job? Oh, I'll just get another job that's higher paying, because we live in that reality where there's more tech jobs yeah. than there are people qualified. And you have for professional them. experience. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. Exactly. It's a wonderful thing. You know, I'm coming up on six years professionally. So. Yeah, yeah. I, wait, I thought you said you've been coding since middle school. Hey, man, I have. That's what. Not professionally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm out here. You know. Shout outs to GeoCities back in my uh, dial-up days at the public library, you know? Yeah. That's worst, worst case scenario is that you gotta make websites. Yeah, worst case scenario. And that's not even a bad worst case scenario. It's not. When I found out how much a website actually costs, for real, for real, I was like, what? These like car dealerships and like local mom and pop businesses are like getting, they're paying a lot of money to people that just put up, you know, Squarespace. They pay a lot of people. They should be using well, they should be. Webflow, uh, cut the check, by the way. We've mentioned Webflow, it's like the 20th time, 21, Webflow. Also, Webflow, I mean, if you don't cut 22. us the check, which you should cut us the check, at least give our listeners a discount code. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that would be even better. We're all about our people. No. We um, love all, like, 36 of y'all, or however many. Mm -hmm. I listen twice and make it 37. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So, see, if you listen to our podcast twice, you, you get to be on it. Oh, we got wait, good wait. incentives. Wait, wait, and shout out to our, our, our only follower on uh, SoundCloud, uh, Cecilia. Shout out to Cecilia. Right. Yeah, uh, hopefully you're listening to this. We'll, we'll release this just on SoundCloud, just for you. Um, and everyone else, of course. Yeah, uh, you want to go into what we're going to do next? In terms of like, where we're going to be? Oh yeah, um... So we're in talks with TechSquare Labs. Mm -hmm. so um, uh, specifically with uh, Code for Atlanta. Uh, hopefully they listen to this episode. We're really interested in partnering on that Civic theme episode. Shout outs to Mark. Shout out to Mark and Luigi. Luigi, that's cool I haven't name. met Luigi yet. I haven't either, but that's, that's a cool name. We'll give him a shout outs for now. That is a cool name. <laughs> that is a cool name. But yeah, so Code for Atlanta, they kind of do civic-minded hackathons and projects like that. And hopefully we get our press pass from TechSquare Labs too as well. For uh, you know, Atlantic Startup Battle on the 26th. Oh, yeah, that is on the 26th. Yeah. That's going to yeah. be hype. We'll have our gear ready by then. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got, we're working on some new icons. Oh, so you know why, you know why Apple kept refusing us? Yeah. Our logo was Apple emojis. Yeah. Because <laughs> as soon as I changed it to like that picture that we have of us two, yeah. like all these other companies started accepting us. Apple's still holding out on us. Don't be dicks, Tim. I just, I just big up to you like not too long ago. He did. Here's like a little sneak peek. Oh, that's cute. Right? We're, we're yeah. working on some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe get a couple t-shirts, hoodies. I really like the spread that you guys did. Mm-hmm. On there. Yeah. Nice. Oh, it's my buddy Kinsley in there. Oh. The, the designer, if you want to come out here and say something, Kinsley. No. I guess not. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. TechSquare Labs 26. Hopefully we get a, we partner with Code for Atlanta next. I definitely appreciate you coming by. Yes. What do you want to plug, though? The floor is yours. All right, I got to plug a couple of things. Um, first plug, um, they're not paying me to say this, but um, use Webflow. Stop with the WordPress stuff. 26. It's a, <laughs> it's a better platform to make your websites on. I'm saying that because, um, no, it, it really is. It's easier to learn. Um, second plug is uh, follow me on social media. It's Amina Foon. Um, that's it. At Amina Foon on Twitter. Um, um, that's A-M-I-N-A-F-O-O-N. We'll be sure right. to tweet that out. Yeah. Uh, I also have a blog. It's called I Mean Uh. Um, that's also on my Twitter stuff. They're going to tweet that out. It's no, we'll follow her. She yeah. tweets dope stuff. Speaking of dope things she tweets, we almost forgot about this. She tweeted a poll not too long ago about diversity and inclusion. Oh. And if you want to kind of go into that. Okay, yeah. It's a, the, the question stems that... Uh, should a company or an institution, a university, should their demographics reflect the city they're in, the state they're in, the country, or the world? Uh, so, 
kind of like we kind of discussed this a little bit prior to recording we kind of came to the conclusion that all of these options are kind of problematic one way or another yeah mm-hmm. that being said what do you listeners think tweet at her tweet at us we'd love to talk about it yeah. please don't flame us if you flame us we will come for you and we will roast you mercilessly or at yes. least i will yeah and um I say I don't have Twitter fingers, but sometimes I have, I have the fingers. You gotta get the hot tweets out. I have out. time. You got to. I, I got a reply when I posted that, and the person was like... I mean, you work remote. You say you have a flexible <laughs> schedule, so you definitely... Not to say you're, you're slacking or anything, but you got the time. Yeah, someone was like, we should only look for the best, and you know, anything else is victimization. And I was like, look, I got time today. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of right. Twitter fingers, uh, kind of unrelated to tech and everything, but because we bring a little bit of everything to this podcast... Shout outs to Magic Johnson. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He he left the the Lakers organization. Um, for people that don't follow basketball, he's like a billionaire ex basketball player. Part owner of the uh, LA Dodgers. I think the Kings too as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was the president of the Lakers organization. He randomly quit the other day. Yesterday. 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 Yeah. Well, what's today's date? Just in case someone listens later. April 9th. So on April 9th, he quit, um, held a press conference, and literally one of the reasons why he quit was because he couldn't get his tweets off. Yeah. This man quit a job that people would literally kill for to get the hot tweets off. Yeah, so he wasn't that's, how, that's how serious this Twitter shit is. He was other NBA players too as well, but he couldn't. Yeah, because he, he wanted to shout out Russ. Shout yeah, out to Russ. To 20 plus 20 plus 20. They know yeah. what that means. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah. Um, shout out to Twitter. Shout out Twitter. Shout Tweet out Twitter. at us if you have any questions code-related, not code-related. If you want to shoot the shit. If you want career advice on how to negotiate, how to get interviews. Yeah. If you're looking for a job, <laughs> um, you know, maybe contact one of us. Maybe contact the, the new person, the new voice you hear today. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for a job and you're dope. and You got to be dope. Yeah. You got to be dope. And, and don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. yeah, hit me up and I'll let you know what Webflow's looking for. 27 or 28. Yo, know. Webflow, give us the recruiter's fee. 15%. That's customary, We're right? At 30. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in again. Um, fuck, I wanted to start off with, oh shit, here we go again. But, you know, with the, the meme going around. <laughs> oh shit, shout out to San Andreas. Oh shit, here we go. We'll, here we go. We'll, we'll tweet the meme out. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. We'll definitely, we'll definitely. And you'll, you'll understand the reference when you see the tweet. If you don't, play more video games. That's all I gotta I say. Mean, the video game came on PS2, so it's like your childhood is already done. Hey, there's some people born in 2000 that would be listening. Yeah. I was born true. in the 80s, man. Yeah. You didn't have to just call my old They're 18 now. Baby. No, they're 19 now. Baby's born in 2000. The 2000 babies? Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. Yeah. Check it out. Like, people that are going to college now read about 9 11 in textbooks. They didn't know about it. Or they were just a baby and they didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Everyone in school now is learning about it in a book. They didn't know about it. Yeah. I still remember being in like fourth grade when it should happen. Dude, I was in eighth grade. I got stabbed the day after, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's, that's how old we are. This uh, podcast got dark, man. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I'm a few years away. I think it's two years away from now if you have 1990. They don't look your ID no more. They know your age. Wow. That's coming up. Yo, I'm, wow. an, I'm an 80s baby, so, you know, product of the late 80s. Yeah, so I'm uh, grandpa out here. That's all one nine don't look anymore. Yeah. Dang. Dang, I never thought about that. It's a new century. It's going to be a new wild. millennium. Shout out to Y2K. Shout out to Y2K. <laughs> yeah, everything didn't crash. Or yeah. did it? I mean, Wasn't it all over, like, a decimal point? Like, it didn't know if it could handle? Yeah, going from 99 to oh, 2000. Yeah. Zero, zero. And they it's, thought, because it was stream-based, everything was going to go to shit. Yeah, it's because they just did the last two years, right? So they thought yeah. it'd go back to 1900 and fuck up all the calendars. And all the helicopters and airplanes would stop. In retrospect, I learned, like, who, who But, like, as a programmer now, you're like, I'm like, seriously? I mean, it's the same people who care with the whole Mayan thing that we're all going to die in 2012. Well, they made a movie off this shit. The programming, I mean, Y2K makes sense, but they, like, fixed it. True. Because it makes sense, like, thinking with as a programmer. Mm-hmm. Because back then, they didn't have, like, the dope machines we did. So they actually tried to save every little space they could. So they saved us from Y2K? Well, they did that, too. Okay. Oh, wow. Shout out to Bill Gates. Yo, Bill Gates is a real superhero. I don't care what anybody says. 
money's the best superpower because Bill Gates is out here eradicating diseases around yeah. the world. Okay. So my vaccines. Vaccinate your kids. Isn't it true that like, his like inheritances for his kids are like a fraction? Yeah, of his fortune and the rest of it is going to charity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's donating like ninety percent of his money or something like that. Oh, I might do the same thing when I die. Just write my will. I'm gonna trick everybody, tell everybody to show up. They're gonna say, "Oh shit, oh, I'm getting stuff." I'm gonna put, hey, bury everything with me. You guys, <laughs> not here, even not even donate it. You just wanna bury it with you. Whoever here get the bills. It's like uh, <laughs> two chains. When I die, bury me inside the Gucci store. <laughs> yeah. You gotta buy a Gucci uh, store. I wonder if anyone's gonna hold them up to that. Like, what do we do? Bury him in the Gucci store. Underneath the Gucci store? Or something? Yeah. I don't know. So, they're going to bury him in Phipps? I guess. I don't go to Phipps that often. I but I would definitely go more. I mean, long live 2 chains. Or what if, what if I wish they, no they find empty land, bury him, and then build, build a Gucci store Gucci on, top on top of it? Just to fulfill the prophecy? Yeah. Yeah. I respect it. But I don't want I don't want two chains to go. That's my favorite rapper, dog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about like a fifty year plan. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yo, shout outs two chains. If you're listening, come talk to us. We gotta talk about some things we can do for the community, the youth. Try to get some tech. I mean, if you're listening, tell Trappy I said hi. Yo, shout outs Trappy. <laughs> oh, but I got beef with two chains. Wait, you say your favorite rapper now? You got beef. I, with I got beef with Drake. So. My beef with him. Mine's personal. Okay, all right. I want to hear both. I mean, well, Drake grew up in the same neighborhood I did. Okay. In Toronto. See? Yeah. He's, he's, anyways, back to 2 chains. Um, So I have this pair of Gucci loafers I wear all the time. And everybody says to me that knows it's Gucci, a.k.a. not the people at work because techies don't know. They're like, oh, yeah, that's the jumpsuit that 2 chains wore. Oh. And then you see my whip. Yeah, you know that rap I got on there? Everyone's yeah. like, oh, 2 chains got a truck the same color. Oh. You steak biting them like... Oh. I feel you on that. Right, it hurts. It hurts. Okay. Yours, because the result of Swagger Jack. That's where we're at. And you I'm not saying it. who had it first. Yeah. But it was an independent. Independently, I came to this item myself. Okay. For the Drake thing? It was 2009. Okay. You know, his, um... Nothing was tape, the same. Yeah, yeah nothing was the same. Yeah. His mixtape was just dropped. His beginning... Um, his um, successful career. He has a Young Money concert, and I'm so excited. I'm going to this concert. Me and my friends bought tickets with our little summer job money, and we're going to be driving. We had school, the first day of school the next day. I was still in um, high school. I was like, yeah, we're going to like drive there, go to the concert, and then we're going to make it back to school at 5 o'clock in the morning. It's going to be so much fun. And then we get to the concert. Drake isn't there. He never showed? Drake, you. he pulled his ACL. Oh, I remember that. And he couldn't come to the show. He got jumped in the club. No, I think it was basketball. I thought, because he tore his... It, he, it could be either way. Either or. Either or. Yeah. I mean, young thugs out here coming out no. in wheelchairs. You know, the point so. is, he made... His claim to fame was playing wheelchair Jimmy on the grassy. So we all know he knows how to use a wheelchair. The guy's a master. And I never got my money back. Oh. It's been 10 years. And I still haven't seen... Like, I still haven't seen Drake in person. Because every time... Like... I don't want to buy tickets. I'm still mad. I, I saw it once. It's, it's for the principal. It was yes, a, it's the principal. I was shocked by it because like it was at a Gucci Mane concert. He popped up and I was yeah. like, oh shit, okay, all right, cool. No, I still like his music, but it's like if I ever met Drake, it'd be like in 2009, you didn't show up to that concert because you couldn't get in the wheelchair. Wheelchair Jimmy, what are you gonna do about it? That was the thing about Drake that like really confused me when he popped off. I was like, oh yeah, this guy Drake, he's amazing, and I'm like, wheelchair Jimmy. Jimmy? I never watched uh, You ever see like the, the episode where you're rapping? You're just like, oh, that's a nice he's so side corny. body. I was, I was like, damn, he's so corny. And then he's he comes out and I'm like, damn, he's so corny. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's his, that's his claim to fame. Yeah. He's the everyman of rap. He makes being corny cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was awesome. Damn, we just went on a tangent. We, we did. Good. We did. Hey. We did. Where were we at? Four Drake, years? if you're listening, I still want to see you in concert. <laughs> Drake, if you're listening... Give this girl her concert money back and get her VIP passes. Yes. Wow, we actually did an hour. Yo, this is our longest episode yet. Yeah. Best guest. Best guest. The prophecy lovely. fulfilled. Prophecy fulfilled. The um, most effervescent guest. Thank yes. you for the adjective. She contractually made us say that. <laughs> she did. I, I did, she actually. did beforehand. Um, shout out to Webflow. That's our 30th mention. Shout <laughs> um, out to Amita for showing up. And of course, Follow her on Twitter, on Instagram, on everything, her blog. We'll tweet yeah. everything out we can find. Even if you got an old MySpace, we'll try. Don't, don't do that. Oh. Don't do that. 
It's cool. It's cool. They lost all their data, right, guys? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that next episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> so all that... a tangent just now. Cool, but yeah, um, hit us up with any questions as always. We're here to help you guys out. Talk some shit if you want. Follow us on more platforms now. We're no longer just SoundCloud rappers. Oh, you might be listening to us on Spotify right now. Spotify, Google Podcasts. What was the other word? Stitcher. Stitcher. Ah. Pocket Casts. Or hey, you want to stay OG and listen to us on SoundCloud? We'll upload it there. Support the movement. We are SoundCloud rappers. Yeah. And our first follower, Cecilia. The best. <laughs> Oh wow, it actually counts down when you get to an hour. Like, it's like, Yo. it turns red. <laughs>